I don't want to just come and impact these leaders' lives because why are we doing this? I'm always doing it for my teams and our communities and our company. It's, it's that it's much greater. We're impacting hundreds, if not thousands of lives in our communities, those partners, and all the people that are involved in that business. That's what excites me. Welcome to Tractionville, the podcast for companies running on EOS. I'm your host, Chris White, along with... Benj Miller. And today's guest is Zach Swire. Zach is a recent graduate of the EOS Bootcamp. Zach is a lifelong entrepreneur and executive strategist. He loves helping others break through their most challenging problems while creating stronger and more purposeful cultures. Zach, welcome to Tractionville. Hey, thanks, guys. I'm excited to be here today. So, Zach, you're, you're a newbie, right? You, uh, you you literally just came out of boot camp um, in, from Denver, and you are now a professional EOS implementer. But unlike a lot of um, other implementers like Benj and I, you have a very interesting and unique story. And, 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 and your decision process and the speed in which you make decisions. And I think that's where we want to start. And if you could just kind of share uh, that story with our listeners, I think they're going to enjoy it. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, it's very new for me being part of EOS. It's actually pretty funny how it came about as we discussed in bootcamp and how we came about learning about EOS. It was something that just happened back in November for me. So as an entrepreneur my whole life, having run and started tech companies, ran an ad agency, I had a lot of experience in startups and I was consulting again. I was at a different phase where I was looking for the best ways to consult with some various companies. And I met an IT company in Southern California who needed some help with marketing. So I went in to meet with them after about an hour of meeting with this great guy, Marty. I said, Marty, I don't know what you're doing, but your company is so buttoned up. Honestly, I don't even know how I'm going to help you. And at the end of that meeting, it was like, what are they doing here? And so Marty grabs this orange binder and walks over. And he says, well, we're doing EOS. And I'm like, what the heck is EOS? <laughs> like literally said that, like, well, what is EOS? And he said, well, Zach, I think you need to check this out because after meeting with you, I think you'd make a great implementer. And I said, okay, what's an implementer? <laughs> so that night I went home and got the book, read Traction and then read Get a Grip. And all of a sudden, like the next day, I was looking up people online, LinkedIn, found Barb Geeky made a phone call to EOS and said, I got to learn more about this because I was just enthralled with all the gaps that it filled both on my business and professional front and the things that I was looking to do moving forward. I didn't want to just step into a company and provide a Band-Aid solution or help in one area. Instead, really at that moment, I was thinking, what can I do to really help businesses get through their most challenging problems? And it wasn't the want of where I was heading next to be able to move into a company and just do one piece of it. I really wanted to come up with a better solution. And so it felt like this came to me at exactly the right moment, you know, exactly the right, right moment. And so what was the time frame from having that uh, meeting with that organization to you making a commitment to EOS? Well, I had a few things going on. I was still in this kind of fractional CSO role at a serial company where we helped launch an online serial brand. And there were a number of things going on, but at the same time I was looking to make that transition. And I heard there was a bootcamp coming up. I had questioned 
going thinking, wow, I just learned about this. I'm literally just reading the books and getting through the initial setup phases here of learning more about EOS. But I thought, well, it's time. Let's go. And a few weeks later, boot camp came up in Denver. I decided to go ahead and book the trip and went out there. I didn't know a lot about what boot camp was going to do, but it just felt like the right next step. I got advice from a few other implementers in Southern California, some great guys and uh, ladies who I talked with ahead of time who were more than willing to take my phone call and gave their valuable time to me to share their experiences with the OS. And at that moment, I thought, wow, this community is pretty amazing. These guys could be seen as competitors. Um, at the same time, so you know, I was also considering a Vistage chair. I was actually set up to go to the training in San Diego and at the last minute canceled. I didn't feel, I had been a member of Vistage for years and felt like I'm still a fan of Vistage. I like what they do, but it wasn't where I wanted to head next. And I wanted to really come up with a better solution for businesses, not just the CEO peer side, which I think is fantastic, but I wanted to do something different. And so this came at the right time. So that's a pretty large magnetic pull to pull you in that strong, that quickly. What was it that you saw that you hadn't seen before? It was really having an operating system. You know, it was the idea that we all tend to tackle the things that are hot in front of us. And as a CEO, you know, we get tied up with really all those monkeys that end up on our back and all those task lists and, and prioritizing what's most important, getting our team on the same page. Really what EOS says in terms of vision, traction, and healthy, it just hit home. When I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah. And you have to focus on these six key components of a business in order to get there. And that if I don't focus on all of these, there's going to be a gap and it's not going to be effective. And I think all too often, we just want to go tackle something that's easy, that's in front of us. And yet we need a full solution and we need to be willing to tackle those harder problems. And that's what really drove me to it, that they had a solution and the fact this isn't theory. I was actually in a class, I was in a Harvard class online at the same time talking about theory. It was actually with Clay Christensen who came up with disruptive innovation and looks at theories through lenses. And I love that stuff too. That's great. But when we're talking about building the foundational elements of a business, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. You know, it was like, wow, EOS has a solved. They've done this tens of thousands of times. Let's learn from others before we go in and try to create something new that doesn't need to be created because we have a strong path that somebody else has laid before us. Zach, I'm, I'm interested to know, do you have a, a, a history of making quick decisions? Not super quick. I mean, I would say I'm more of the visionary in the business. Um, I've had to learn how to be the integrator over the years because of budgets and various reasons. And I do enjoy that side as well. I challenge myself to grow in that role. I do like making decisions and moving forward when everything feels right. And one of the pieces that I, I believe I overcorrected on was slowing down too much. So as I look back at my professional career, I used to make very fast decisions. And then I think I overcorrected and started to slow down too much. But when it came to this, it was really looking at the signs. I think sometimes in life when everything all of a sudden just points in that one direction and everybody keeps validating that around you. And then I spoke to other professionals that I know that said, oh yeah, I know of the OS. That's amazing. That's really great. And everything lined up perfectly for me to get to boot camp. And so it wasn't it didn't seem like a big decision at the time. Um, I think it more was to my wife who, as you know, with families, it's, this is a, a career change. It's a shift. Right. But for us, everything lined up to fit with who I am, what I like to do with business and really where I wanted to go. And so it just made total sense. Yeah. Zach, I look at your, your bio, you look like, um, 
a little bit of a unicorn overachiever, especially considering your age, you know, when you go to have children, you knock out triplets instead of just having one at a time, like the rest of us. Um, I, I'm just super curious. Will you take us on that journey a little bit through your, your career that led up to this? Because the same things that told, you know, the same reasons that people looked at you and said, I think you'd make a, an amazing implementer. I think some of that goes to the experiences that you've had along the way. So would you just share your story getting here? Sure. Yeah. I actually had an opportunity to share a bit of this on a podcast called the startup story, James McKinney just earlier this year and or last year now. And it really took me back. I had to really think about those motivations. And as we go back, we think about what drove us. And as a kid, I just always grew up as an entrepreneur. I was out mowing lawns. I had an auto detailing business. My brother was an entrepreneur. I went to work for his pager company back in the in California when I first came to California in the 90s. You know, and so I was just always driven to really find better solutions. Even in college, when I worked night shift at Rainbird in this little town I live in here, it was a sprinkler company. I just had to change the way they were doing things because it was antiquated and there was a better way. And a lot of the times it dealt with people and that we wanted to make sure that we could create a better way so we could have a better company for better lives, better people. And everything that drove me and every company I've done is really that focus on challenging ourselves to be better and how can that impact our communities as well. So in my history, it was running an advertising agency at the start. That was my first business that I grew for almost nine years. And I just really loved working on projects. And I think what was great there was I got a new challenge all the time. And then I got to learn how to build a team around that. And my favorite moment in building the company was looking back where I could be gone for weeks at a time, come back and see a team really excel on a project. And I didn't have any piece of it. I wasn't even there. I didn't even know they were doing it. Or I'd see a, a TV spot that they filmed and I would be amazed at the work they did. And yet I didn't have to touch it because we built a culture and we built a team that could execute well and provide great value to our customers. Uh, moving on from there, I moved into, actually, let me take a little step back. You mentioned our triplets. That was a weird time for us. That was 2007. Um, my wife and I had been trying to have kids for almost four years. And then immediately, all of a sudden, we were blessed with, oh, you have not just one coming, but I remember standing in the doctor's office and she's counting one, two, three on the screen. And I'm, I'm saying, three what? <laughs> <laughs> And she, she just looked at me with a straight face and said, well, you're having three kids. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, and from that moment on, life just changed forever. But at that time, I was literally in a bedroom office, you know, starting my ad agency, which used to be my beer making room, you know, from college where I'd yeah. make my beer. My wife had her scrapbooking room, but we turned that into our new office. But all of a sudden it got real because now we had three kids coming and my wife's looking at me like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to work. You know, my wife's a speech pathologist and she thought, well, how am I going to go to school and then take care of three babies? And I said, I got to get, I got to make this thing fly. And so that next year was a huge challenge, um, was supported by business mentors and people around me. And I was able to then really get that going. And that first year we had hired seven employees and started growing. And I think it was that, that motivation from having those kids plus that internal drive of being an entrepreneur to say, we can do this. Yeah. Um, and so it got rid of that fear component and said, well, I just got to go. And that first two years we called the zombie years because we barely remember life other than clients who would say like, man, you're the most responsive guy I ever met. Cause you like email me back at three 30 in the morning. They didn't know my kids like sitting on my lap at three 30 in the morning, <laughs> <Right>. but <laughs> that was how we got started. Um, but that led to the rest of uh, my career and really just challenging myself to always continue to look at how we can do things better. How can we, how can we solve problems that others are afraid of solving because they're just okay with the status quo. 
Do you need help hiring your next superstar? Have you ever hired someone to learn that they don't align with your culture and core values? VisionSpark is the go-to resource for companies running on EOS. Their team of search professionals are experts in people. VisionSpark's proprietary process ensures that you hire the right person for long-term cultural fit and bottom-line growth. Let VisionSpark strengthen the people component of your business. VisionSpark, right search, right team, right seats. You can visit VisionSpark at visionsparksearch.com. So, all right, so take us forward now. And um, you said that you really didn't know a whole lot about boot camp, which I think is great. <laughs> and uh, so you show up in Denver. Talk about that experience. Okay, well, yeah, first, this is a busy time of year. You know, if you've got a family or kids, you know, December is always nuts. Like uh, my wife has got every weekend booked for every day of the, <laughs> day of the month. Um, it was a time where, a lot's going on, but I thought I just got to have some downtime ahead of time. She was great to say, here, prep, study. And so for that two weeks leading up, I was actually quite nervous. I was like, well, there's a lot here to prep because as soon as I signed up, I got an email that said, you need to know all these things, including how to run a 90-minute meeting and really just learn this whole new language of EOS. I had listened to the books. I'd read the books. I'd gone through a number of things, but it's different than practicing it, knowing it, and being able to get up and present it. And so I dove in and it was many late nights in a row getting there. So by the time I got there, my mindset was, I think I know this, but haven't really practiced it. I've just been running, trying to at least get it down and really check off the whole checklist because you get this checklist of stuff to do before you go. Um, And I'm glad they sent that. And I'm glad I challenged myself to do that because had I shown up without starting there, I, I would have been behind. Yeah. Most people, you know, typically uh, aren't signing up two weeks before boot camp, right? So you, 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 uh, uh, you had to cram. Uh, so you get to boot camp and you've got some pretty intense training. So kind of walk us through that. Um, uh, what was that like for you? I loved every minute of it. Actually, I look back, I thought that it might be more like a typical conference where I go, I have a friend who lives in golden. So we had scheduled dinner the first night, which I canceled because <laughs> I realized after I got there, no, this is actually a boot camp. <laughs> like we're going to be busy and, <laughs> and we're going to be working all day, morning till night, which I loved. And I love because I could see the energy from all the people in the room. The best thing for me was when I got there, I could see right away that these were people like me who felt they were in the right space at the right time, who were excited about what they were doing. And I could see the energy from you, Chris, and I can see the energy from the other leaders who were there teaching us who were excited to share with us and wanted us to learn and wanted to give everything they had of themselves so that we could learn what EOS is all about and how to do this effectively. Um, the other piece that I loved when I got there was that there was a clear structure. Like it wasn't like a surprise for me, like I didn't know what to expect. And it was broken up in a way that wasn't going to be this long, drawn on meeting all day long that I just had to sit back and listen, but it was very interactive. Tell me that night. After training was done and you go back to your hotel room and, you know, you take a deep breath and you exhale, what were some of the highlights of that training? Like, did you, did you find any one particular area of greater benefit or value? Like, did you, and overall, you know, did you feel prepared once you came out of camp? I felt more than prepared. And actually, I can't imagine stepping into my first 90 without doing that. I mean, it can be done. But the amount of confidence that I came out with um, and connections, you know, the connections in terms of now we've got, you know, we set up our Slack group where we can go on and communicate. 
but just really getting to know the others in the room and the connections that we've made and how valuable their knowledge and background has been into all of this and that they're all ready and willing to share as well has been amazing. So Zach, you finish boot camp, you attend our quarterly, your first quarterly collaborative exchange where there's over a hundred other implementers in the room. What was that like for you? The QCE was great because what it did is it showed me that EOS practices what it preaches and that these issues that we bring up are real and that they want to hear from the implementers. They have a great team leading EOS and that they really do care about what our implementers have to say. And they give a a valuable format, which is EOS, to be able to bring those to light and to work through those together. And even if there is something that's challenging, like in a typical business, that there's plenty of people in the room to help IDS the issue Mm -hmm. and get to the root cause and come up with a solution. And I saw that play out in really meaningful ways. Um, and, And I think what a lot of people can look at in terms of watching that unfold is sometimes you could look at that process and think, wow, you know, it's pretty amazing that uh, honestly, when I first saw the board and I saw the issues up there, I'm like, how in the world are we going to get through all these? Like, there's no way we're finishing all this in a day, but it was handled so smoothly. And even when there are potentially confrontations or issues that are harder or more challenging, I thought that they handled those really well and had that kind of courageous conversation to be able to say, well, we can offline some of these issues that might be more challenging, or we're going to bring together a team of people to work through those. But there's always a next step and there's always a solution. I love the fact I got to participate in that and not just sit back and train, but we were invited into that process from the first part of bootcamp, which is awesome. Right. Okay. So you've gone through training, you've attended your first QCE and you're surrounded by this new family that, uh, you know, we welcomed you with open arms, but then you go back to LA and it's your business to run and, and scale. So talk to us about your next steps when you came back home, you know, fully trained and prepared to be an EOS implementer. What were your first steps? Well, the first things I wanted to do is really just take note of what I learned. Obviously, you had a lot of information packed in a tight amount of time. And it was all super valuable. We got a great binder that outlined all of that. And you gave us a roadmap for success. And so, again, I don't need to reinvent the wheel here. So I'm going back to say, the most important thing that I could do, which I heard clearly from Nate and you, um, were really just burn the boats, you know, that I've got to burn the boats. And on my mind, when I got back is, oh man, <laughs> I got a lot of boats. I got, I don't know how I'm going to get through all this because I have so many things on my to-do list right now. And I wasn't practicing EOS myself in terms of being able to prioritize and focus on what was most important. And I knew I had to start there. And so, but in the meantime, I didn't want to lose progress on EOS. So I just dove right in. I got an initial invite out um, to a couple of people that I thought would be a good fit and also leveraged the community that we started to build in our, in our coaching group and that we have this great Slack community, awesome people. And every time I had a question, I just posted on there and immediately there's responses from you and others in the group that are helpful. Um, even a few of them who I've jumped on the phone with and had great conversations with, we've also been able to refer you know, business or, or other helpful information as we've been going. Um, the biggest thing for me was getting the first meeting going, which when I look back, one of the other validation things for me on bootcamp was obviously you make a commitment, a financial commitment to go to bootcamp. And I was thinking, is this the right time for this? You know, I'm just getting started. Are you ready to do this? But right before that, I also had, uh, 
an old Vistage friend call up and say, I want to talk. I know you're doing this EOS thing. And so he was already interested in doing a 90. So when I got back, that was the first thing that we talked about. And I was able to dive right in and do my first 90. So again, it was kind of back to let me, let me do my homework. I was up late again prepping. And all I can say there is do the homework, prep, be ready. You don't want to stand in front of a room of executives and not be ready. Like it's not hard stuff, but it's how you implement it. And it's that you do it by the process and you stick to EOS pure. My first two meetings so far when I've done them, the better I stick to the process, the better it goes. Mm. And I haven't done it perfectly, but I've tried my best to really stick to that process. So I say you can't really over-prepare give yourself that ability to feel confident when you're in the room, even when you're just starting out by preparing well. Right. Zach, go back, uh, rewind a couple minutes. You talked about burning the boats for people not familiar with that expression. What did, what do you mean by that? And what did it look like for you to do it? Yeah. When I had to burn the boats, there were a lot of things that I was naturally able to move on from, but it was creating some more boundaries. Not that I had to cut it fully because some of those ties I wanted to keep, but it was saying, this is my time. I need to move on. I need to get focused here. Um, one of those was actually a good connector relationship that we're continuing to foster. And it was my old Vistage chair. And so working with them and being a connector relationship has been awesome and that we're working together. Uh, we had already started a couple projects. So I was already working on some marketing projects and he's a fantastic chair in terms of CEO peer groups. And so it's just a perfect fit and that he realizes EOS isn't competition, but instead it's that helpful foundational element. So where I didn't need to burn a boat, where it was more of an alignment, I put in more energy, but where there were things that I knew were just taking up headspace that didn't allow me to get to focus on EOS, I needed to make sure those were gone and I took care of those. That's great. Yeah, it's not an easy thing to do, right? But um, you you come out of boot camp and you have a better understanding of that, that concept, right, of burning the boats, but you have the confidence, right? You have the confidence because you've gone through this training. Uh, the entire process is laid out for you step by step by step. And, uh, but still, right. It's, it's, uh, uh, well, there's a fear, right. There's, there's a fear. fear there that if I burn the boats or some people that might be a big financial tie. And even for me, I had other projects that I had to turn down that actually had a decent financial impact right. that wasn't an easy decision, but I thought I'm going to trust these guys. They know their stuff. And what I did learn from, you guys who are our coaches at bootcamp was follow the process, do the four, two, one, understand that it works and you're going to get the business and you're going to make up for it. But if you hold on to those things that are going to type all your time, you're not going to be as effective and it's going to take you a lot longer. Mm-hmm. And you, you even said, go ahead and make the same mistakes. We did it too. Some of us made those mistakes and we regretted six months later. I could have actually been much further ahead had I burned more of those boats. Sure. Well, Zach, you know, our, our time has just flown by here. Um, but before we end this podcast, um, I want to ask you a question. So for our listeners out there in Tractionville who are considering becoming a professional EOS implementer, if you could narrow it down to one piece of advice, what would it be? I would have to go with something that, that Nate said and that uh, you really backed up and that everybody continues to back up. And I see it I see it as a theme that you share in our Slack channel. And Chris, it's a great reminder that we need to be, well, it's kind of two part. One is we don't need to be needy in this, this relationship with getting new work or, or jumping into EOS. I think we all have those own challenges in terms of if we're moving on to do something different, we're taking on a whole new path. 
And when you start something new, sometimes you can come across as I got to go sell. I got, you know, I've got to go cold call. US doesn't require that. And in fact, doing the opposite is going to be more helpful. And what I found in, I've got two meetings already. I just booked another one this morning. And it's exactly the opposite that's getting it there, that I'm using existing relationships, people that know and um, need help in the industries that I know in my community here. And I'm just reaching out and I'm just sharing the value of what I see with the OS. And when they're coming back and saying things that are really contrary to how it should work or they're not a great fit, then I'm being entirely honest with them. And I've had one where I talked that wanted me to do an annual within a few days. And I said, I can't do it. It's actually not the right thing for you right now. If you go ahead and run it as a quarterly, we can revisit in January, but we're going to need to do a bit of a reboot so we can get this on track. And so by sticking to that EOS pure, by not being needy, by being confident in what has already been laid out before us, you're going to have a lot more success. And personally for me, that just ties back to my focus, which is how can I help create the greatest impact that I don't want to just come and impact these leaders' lives because why are we doing this? I'm always doing it for my teams and our communities and our company. It's, it's that it's much greater. Of course, I want balance for myself and my family. I want that better business, better life, that EOS life that we all want. But I love when we can see that this further impacts this business so much so that we're impacting hundreds, if not thousands of lives in our communities, those partners and all the people that are involved in that business. Mm -hmm. That's what excites me. Well, Zach, we're going to leave it right there with that piece of information. Where can people find more about your singular focused boat and EOS implementation practice? I am going to have a better website soon, but you can find me at swire, S-W-I-R-E dot red. It's not dot com, it's dot red. Got a little page there, links over to my information on on the EOS website in my bio. And mostly you can just give me a ring or send me an email. Old school. Let's talk. Um, that's how I want to connect with people moving forward. I don't, you know, email is great, but I would just love to have a conversation with anybody who's interested in talking. And I don't need to be the implementer. I want them to have the implementer that's right for them. I think we've got a great community of implementers and whoever's the best fit is going to be what's right for that company. Man, that's great. Thank you, Zach. Uh, everybody go check out Zach and have a conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, if you're thinking about being an implementer, reach out to Zach too. He can, he'd be glad to share more. Um, we can reach out to Barb at EOS Worldwide. She'd love to talk to you. Uh, we'd love to have you in this community of implementers. We like Zach love seeing the impact that we can have on business owners, their companies, the employees that work there and the communities that they serve in. As always, we will see you back here next week. Tractionville Tuesday.